Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, here we oh are. My God. Still. Oh. oh my God. I just wish we could. I mean, is we this have, helping our careers at all? We. I think so. I think it's done wonders. I think it's done <laughs> wonders. Uh, I get. I get more twenty-four-year-old women who come up to me and say, "Hey, I love your show." <laughs> and it's usually twenty-seven-year-old men who go, "You play video games." Listen. <laughs> and, uh, so there's that. You ladies, you know you're going to become showrunners. You got. You have to repay us. <laughs> there has to be work. We're going <laughs> to. At the very least, I'll open for you. And, uh, yes. And yes. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Maria does. She always says, says uh, she's like, yeah, I just want to open for you guys when you guys become huge. I know. At the end of it all. So, yes. Yeah, so Kyle wants to know. Right. You know who Stuart Lee is, I right? I love Stuart Lee. And I don't love him enough. Like, I, I, uh, I, I haven't seen, I've probably only seen 1% of what he does. But oh. his thing making fun of American comics is so good. <laughs> I'm half and half That means I don't. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. He is amazing. Yeah, I met he's him. He's a British comic. He's a British comic. I met him at the Melbourne Comedy Festival um, in 2004, I think. Wow, that sounds fun. Yeah. And what I did. Yeah, I know. I've, I've emailed them every year since. I went uh, in 2005 mm. every year. Guess what, Susan Provenon? Feel free to respond. Do do not do Name that. Your, why? Because that is not how to get them to respond to you. Uh, it's been 12 it's, years. I'm pretty sure we're good. Uh, maybe year point. 13 was it. Maybe 13 <laughs> was the year. It's a uh, Susan. The thing is, is I. It's always polite, and it's I. No, I, you have a. You have a. There's a, a tinge of anger. Susan, get back to me. <laughs> That's not how you it's do it. A, you a, you give classes on how to approach bookers, and then wow, on the that, podcast, that makes me sound like Kyle Cease. Ah, <gasps> I wanted to talk about him. I forgot about that. Okay, I was listening to KPCC. I think sure. And why not? He was on for like two hours. Yeah, talking about his, he has, he has a weekend because he does transformational comedy or transitional comedy. Something I don't know what it is, but it's Tony Robbins. He used to just do stand up, you know. right? Yeah. I, ha- I, 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 half of me was like, sign me up. Where is this thing? And okay. the other half was like, oh, the other half won. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, I'm surprised more comics don't go, fuck this open mic shit. I'm going to start selling shit to people. You know, Glenn Beck used to be a stand-up, you know? No. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you think of the skills we have. Yeah. Any any decent comedian, the skills you have with an audience and reading a crowd and yeah. le- learning how to connect with people. I was just if building a D. De- yeah, use that for evil. You can use that for evil. Yeah, yes, in, in a heartbeat. And I was here's something that'll make you want to throw your headphones out and get into your car. Okay, uh, I was building a D and D character based on a stand up comic. Like, what would oh. uh, a Dungeons? What would the stats be? Because uh, someone was saying. Because I was asking Andy, could you be, could you build a character in Dungeons and Dragons that was a bard or a stand-up comic and still be a bad bard or a bad stand-up comic? Because I was thinking about the parallel of 
there there are people who do stand up comedy for thirty years and never work the road or never get to the next level right. or they aren't they never get it for some reason and I can't figure out why I don't know how but it um but Andy explained it he said well what if you put all your all your energy into um intimidate and bluff and appraise you know and into um dexterity and strength this like, is this is what's happening it, right now right. <laughs> <laughs> if you put all of like think of joe piscopo right? right joe piscopo was a very physical comic and very very funny and then just roided out and started working out yes. and and became super buff and mm-hmm. essentially put all of his stats into strength and dexterity yes. and stopped his energy his energy and didn't put him into intelligence and charisma right and i think what you'd have to do is build intelligence and charisma and then also because we do have those skills we have those skills. we could be the the, the, the you could be a politician you could run for sales. mayor yeah it's there's there's politicians Al Franken, mm-hmm. there's uh, and he oddly enough doesn't he doesn't really use that that much. He actually seems like a wonk who's knee deep in policy all the time. I don't see him no, no. killing he's on gone, C-SPAN. Right, he goes sincere. Yeah, he's gone sincere. Yeah, and but th- you still know how to connect with people. He completely does. Yeah, yeah, and and if he needs to shut somebody down, he can. Oh yeah, which I kind of want him to be the vice president presidential oh, nominee. That would be, that would be amazing. Uh, I've always had an idea for a a, a, a sitcom on. Uh, on Comedy Central. I'm probably not supposed to tell people this either, right? Because they're going to steal it. Don't be it. like, hey, Ken Alderman, book it. <laughs> I don't know okay. who that is. See, I'm never runs gonna... Comedy Central. <laughs> Why would I know that? <laughs> <laughs> start watching specials. Start paying attention to who's running things. I, I'm, I'm busy yeah, not least... writing my set list. I don't think you understand. <laughs> you don't know who to resent if you don't know who's in charge. <laughs> oh, that's why. That's exactly why I didn't. Uh... See, what you're hearing with the Susan Provident thing is, I think, a little bit of resentment just because I'd like to come back. But also the complete and utter awareness that there are 30,000 comics in the world yeah. and the Melbourne Comedy Festival is the, one of the most amazing it's I it might be it. the best comedy festival I've ever been in my life. Oh. And get this, I I did the road show. All I did Maria brought me so I opened for her. Mm-hmm. I did a show in an alley next to a dumpster that I got paid 50 Australian dollars for. Yeah. And it was great. And then uh, I got to meet great Australian comics like yeah. Will Anderson and yeah. Adam Hunter? Uh, no. The worst. Adam Not, Hunt. No, Adam Hunter's here. Yeah. So, uh, flock of seagulls. I, I, I forget. Anyway, so, um, but I got to do this great thing. And then they asked me if I wanted to do the road show. And the road show is a nine-week tour. Wow. They no longer allow that. Why? Because it's a recipe for alcoholism, uh, drug overdose, and sex, and herpes. So it's, oh, yeah. it I is just, right. And so I did four weeks with, who uh, were at the time, some very, uh, a, like a couple of very young Australian comics and an older guy more my age. Uh, yeah. Austra- all three other Australian comics. And then the last four weeks, or two or three, two, I did two weeks with Stuart Lee. And I did two weeks with uh, David O'Doherty and Greg Fleet. And it was... Greg Fleet's Australian, right? Yeah, Greg Is Fleet's... Is O'Doherty Irish? O'Doherty's Irish. Okay. Uh, David O'Doherty's amazing. Yeah. And Stuart Lee's amazing. And yeah. Greg Fleet's amazing. Yeah. And the, these other... And the local guys were amazing. The, the, one of the greatest things about Australian stand-up comedy is how far away they think they are. Yeah. They don't... 
they're like, I can do whatever I want because nobody's watching. Yeah. And uh, they're kind of right, <laughs> but it makes for the most unique. Like, they're talking about things that nobody else... And Greg Fleet, by the way, just amazingly smart. And this was 12 years ago, yeah. right? So, or 11 years ago. And I understand he's... He's 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 gone through rehab a couple of times and he's but but um I loved working with him and watching him do stand up because those are real comics. Those yeah. are guys that have been doing stand up as long as I was and mm-hmm. they were they were just it was it was a it was a damn delight is what it was. And Stuart Lee's he's one of these guys that can celebrate the silence. I obviously with the with the I can't. that's been I I'm not yeah. good at it. He like when you watch that, uh, like Tig Notaro's uh, Conan first yeah. Conan with the stool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I would have uh, in the middle of it seppuku. I, I just would have killed myself. <laughs> and uh, so I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Oh my god. She, she could celebrate it, and that that's Stuart, you know. Yeah. And Stuart had like these amazing stories that went on, and the and the punchlines would build and build and build, and they were sort of set up. And he doesn't do this kind of stand up anymore. Because his stand-up changes. In, because he goes to Edinburgh every year. So yeah. he has to write a new hour every year. And I think it's been established what I think about this new hour business every year. I want to hear... I would have loved to have heard him, heard him work on those jokes longer. Yeah, but right. when I met him, he had just started doing stand-up again. He had taken off because he had written a play in uh, about... Jerry Springer going to hell or something. Oh, it was an opera, wasn't yeah. it? The, yeah. Uh, Jerry Springer, the opera... And it got shut down, and he lost all of his money because it got picketed by the crazy Christians. He got tried for blasphemy. He got tried for blasphemy. Fuck. Yeah. And so I met him How right that after that happened. <laughs> in and this he, century? Well, it's, I don't think he was convicted because no. uh, they would have killed him. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, but he, he had essentially run back to stand-up. Yeah. He had stopped doing stand-up, and he thought, well, I'm going to be in the theater. Oh no! <gasps> oh my God! Our dream, where you're like goodbye, yeah, wiping your hand. Oh, and you have to go back. And then he had to go back for money. Oh for my money. God! And that is a nightmare. Yeah, and he is such a great comic. Yeah, that it would have t- totally. I, it's it's what the kids call a god shot. That that Jerry Springer thing sucked. Beca- that that it got sucked away from him because it's essentially the Book of Mormon ten years before the Book wow. of Mormon. And he, because he's such a great comic. He's he had this bit about how, and I wish I, I it, it was the 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 premise was the the setup. It was just one after another. Okay, he lives in London. In the, sometimes in the morning, the the. Preachers will come proselytizing, you know, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses or whatever they are will come and go. And he answered the door and the person on the other side of the door said, Jesus is the answer, sir. Do you know what the question is? And he said, and then there's like five different answers. (laughs) And they're like, is the answer what sandal was very popular in the early 1970s among hippies? (laughs) <laughs> and then the longest pause the longest fucking pause and then he says and the guy says no that is not the answer and he goes may I guess again 
and the and the proselytizer says yes, and he does three more of them. Oh my god! Is it the name of a little-known band from Chicago, the Blank and Mary Chain? <laughs> no, that seems obscure, and that's where it went on the end. And I watched him do that bit for like two weeks, and we were in Perth, and he was on stage, and there wow. were just broy Australian dude yeah. in the audience who yelled out, "Get to the punchline, mate." <laughs> And Stuart stood there and stared at him for had to be. It felt like a minute. It was probably 20 seconds, right? And he goes, usually I do about four or five punchlines, but for you, 11. (laughs) (laughs) And he's such a good egg, too. And he was just, you know. Is he? Yes. Oh, good. Yes, he's just, you know. There's, he's the kind of comic, though, that knows what he likes yeah. and knows what he doesn't like yeah. and is more than willing to say it. And yeah, there was yeah, a, yeah. There, there was a moment when he got, because now he has a TV show. Mm-hmm. And there was a, uh, and the I heard Stuart this. Lee experience? Comedy vehicle. Yeah, Comedy yeah, yeah. Comedy vehicle. Okay. okay. And there was, I guess, and what season is it on, Kyle? Do you know? Uh, I think the fourth is the one that's going to be coming out. Okay. So he's done three seasons of it. And I guess... And this is hearsay. Is someone was telling me a British comic was telling me this that he, in that first season, he didn't, and it blew up, and it, it was very popular, and he became much more. He didn't really realize he wasn't the underdog anymore, <laughs> and so he was kind of whack-a-moling these yeah. other comics. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, man, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to work over here. What, what are you doing? <laughs> Punch up." Punch up. <laughs> and so, but I guess he's balanced it. He's, he's, did he go after Russell Brand? Oh, oh, he goes after Russell Brand. He goes after James Corden. Oh, he goes after Corden? Oh, the James oh, Corden bit is oh, hilarious. I gotta hear it. Yeah. You oh my look God. up Stuart with a W, okay. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. S-T-E-W-A-R-T-L-E-E. Oh and he and does all- the Top Gear guys. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that show he, at all. But he, oh, the man, thing is, is he is. He's just, he's essentially. I mean, how I describe him is as if Bill Hicks and Andy Kindler were one person. Wow, <laughs> that's Stuart Lee. Wow, and it's he's amazing. And, yeah. And so, and so and he when, mentioned you in in his book. Well, it's uh after there was a a, a, a terrorist bomb in the yeah. subway or something, right in London. Yeah, and so I emailed him. And I, uh, right after, and I, I, the day of, and I was like, hey, buddy, I hope you're okay. I'm sort of hear the horrible things. And, uh, and so I guess in his album, which I haven't heard, I have his book, and his book is the gutsiest. We got to talk about that next because okay. uh, his album, in his album, he tells the story of when that happened. Yeah. And how he woke up and he got a bunch of emails from all over the world, and they all said, how are you? And he wanted to go, how did they know? How did they know that I wasn't feeling that I needed this attention? <laughs> we didn't know. That. How did they know that I needed someone to ask? <laughs> and it's better than that. I mean, his act is. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't do justice. Yeah. But here's the delight of the book because the book is the set that he did, or I think it's either two the. Hours. It was it was two different sets. Yeah. It was two different hour sets, and they're transcribed and they're annotated, and and the footnoted, and they're essentially. I wrote this bit because of this. This is what happened, oh. and this is why I don't do it anymore. And this is why I what I enjoyed about it, and this is what I didn't enjoy about really? it. Really, it is a That's fascinating the gutsiest thing I've ever seen in my life. The book. Have, the What's book. it called? What's it called? Stuart Lee. Uh, that's how I escaped my certain. 
Okay. That's how I escaped by a certain fate. Yeah. yeah it was, uh, and it's got to be 380, 480 yeah. pages. Fuck. It is amazing. And it took me almost a year to read it. And Hari Kondabalu, uh, Kondabalu? Bolu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gave it to <laughs> I said yeah to all three pronunciations. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm too tired. I rented his apartment in uh, in New York, and he had it, and he was, and he's an amazing Stuart Lee fan. And he was like, "Did you know you're in his book?" And I said, "Well, then clearly I must purchase this because <laughs> <laughs> I had to make it about me almost immediately." And then, but it took me eight months to read it just because of how dense it is with the footnotes. It's it's a, talk about a, a lesson in comedy writing. It's it's that, and it's a lesson in crazy comedy living, and it's a lesson in any number of things. It's, you know what's weird? It's like Americans, we invent cool stuff, and then we don't do it that well afterwards. You know? Like, we kind of invented stand-up. Kind of. But I don't think anyone is as good as Stuart Lee. Oh, no, not right now. I think he's 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 the best right now. Right. Uh, Kyle nodding furiously. <laughs> People should see me nod. Yes. <laughs> I'm with you, Kyle. Can no, he's, he's, people ask me who my favorite comics are, and that's such a crazy question because yeah. nobody's ever heard of my favorite comics. I know. You know? I know. I, what am I going to – I'm going to tell them it's Maria Bamford, Dana Gould, and Stuart Lee, and not in that order. Yeah. And Because that order changes, and that doesn't mean that I don't – fucking love you know Aaron Foley you know yeah, right, watching right, right. Aaron Foley work on a bit you're just like what yeah. is happening and so there's so many great oh want to do comic of the week or is it too soon might be too soon but uh, What's, this hour is going to be interminable so let's do oh some, my you god. got anything well, how much uh, I don't know 15 oh my god I think we're at like <laughs> oh no oh no oh my god <laughs> How are we going to do this? Uh, I don't know. What other what are, what other British comics? <laughs> what uh, in uh, at last comic standing? I met a comic from India who I'm still friends with on Facebook, but I can't remember his name. Oh, that's, that's a great, a great story. <laughs> Can I tell that story again? You guys want to hear it again? You probably Here's will. What you probably will in two podcasts. <laughs> Knowing you, Ooh, in two podcasts, <laughs> don't think I didn't get that zinger. I've been zinged, you guys. <laughs> um, wait a minute. Okay, <laughs> you're like. Let me look at my notes. Um, I made it. I made I'm going to Montreal notes. this week, and and get this. They set me up to do a live dork forest, which is amazing. Yeah. And then they said, uh, and your guest will be Maria Bamford. And I said, did anyone ask Maria Bamford if she wanted to spend her off hour during the day doing a, a dork forest? And so I emailed her manager, and he was like, "Oh, that is an interesting. Let's uh, let's ask her." And then, yes, it turns out she someone did ask her, and she said, "Of course, oh, I'd love cool. to do that." So, that's and great. her dorkdom, financial planning. Oh, so it's going to be awesome! It's going to be super. That will dorky. be cool. Um, I did Edinburgh a long time ago. Did you? Yeah, I did the month. No, not the whole month. You know Brian Hennigan? No. He's Doug Stanhope's manager. Okay. So he set up this week. He's he has a name like the manager of, I'm super fucking punchy, of the Partridge family. Anyway, that's who I'm picturing. <laughs> anyway, so does he look at all like uh, Wasn't that name Ruben Rupert? Kincaid? Ruben Kincaid? Does he look Wait like Ruben minute. Kincaid? The name Ruben Kincaid sounds like Brian, Brian Hedigan to you? Yeah, yeah it they really have no, does. Not even a consonant <laughs> in common. 
What is wrong with you? I don't know. I've been up since 5, 5.30 this morning. I've done three dork forests. And now I'm on my second Jackie and Laurie show. Did we tell people that this was the... Ja- did, when did, how did we introduce ourselves? You know, those fuckers can figure it out. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know, I don't want you to know. This is a new art form, you guys. Allowed. The podcast. Um, anyway, th- you this- did Edinburgh with Brian Henry. Okay, so he, so he set up this week where it was like... Um, it was at the Velvet, Velvet. I don't think it's called the Velvet Underground. That's a band. No, that is a band. The Velvet Lounge. Okay. And I had eleven days. And James Inman from uh, Seattle. James Inman. Had I always days. think of him as a kind of messed up version of Doug Stanhope. <laughs> well, the third the third person who had eleven days was oh. Doug Stanhope. Oh, that whole oh, whole oh, well, collide. We. I, I mean, I didn't get to see. Either, Either of, them, of them because I had to leave because we were all staying in Brian's very small apartment one by one. Like oh, I, would, okay. I left and Inman came in, I think, and then Inman left and oh, thank God Stan you were Hope first. Came in. Okay, so. <laughs> um, I love both of those guys. By yeah, the way, though, but those me guys too. are awesome. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, it, it was so fun. It was and, and eleven I, days. I didn't have to do all the hard work that. Um, that most comics have right. To you do. didn't have to fly. Brian Hedigan did it all. Okay. Yeah. He filled the room. He filled the room. Okay. Yeah. And I had had, had a show at a decent time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like at eight o'clock or something like that. I mean, I went and saw some other Americans who had like yeah. a, the one a.m. slot at some ballroom. You know, for yeah, yeah. for thirty nights in a row. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's tough. You know. I've always wanted to do it, but it's then, really cool. I would it, love to do a full month one one yeah. time of my life if I if I ever find find that time there's a producer lady who i met in australia that i never followed up with because that's how i like to that's how i like to run my career so you don't follow up with the people that want to do business with you <laughs> but the people that are ignoring you you call oh, out and i shame will and, on a and i will email them every six months for the rest of my life it turns out because one day susan might book me we don't know yeah okay so wait <laughs> i love us producer yes yeah, what were you saying? Oh, uh, Karen Corin is yeah. her name, and she runs one of the bigger venues, and she sometimes produces stuff. But I know, like Eddie Pepitone did, where he flyered all day, and he oh did thirty God. days. Oh, and Eddie Pepitone's so our age, brutal. Yeah, yeah, he did it for the first time, and then, but he's been, in, he's come back every year, I think. Wow, and I think he's making money now, and he, and you get road work out of it. You yeah. get to. You get to do the Yuck Yucks tour of uh, of uh, Brexit, and uh, <laughs> Brexit. which can't possibly. <laughs> what? It's uh, mashing up all my different words. Yes. It's great. I'm creating bumper stickers, you guys. Oh my god, we we just burned five more minutes, and that's it. That's it. Uh, do you hear how scratchy my voice is? Fuck. Can I have that other water? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm just right. checking to make sure I didn't. Yeah, I'm building an immune system. Let's do it. Get into it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'm other other than that in Montreal. Um, right. Here's a fun fact about Montreal: they got Portuguese chicken there. I'm looking forward to that. I was I did Montreal <clears throat> twice. Oh, did you? I did New Faces. Okay, I did New Faces. And yeah. what, what year? Uh, 2003. Um, I did it in '98 or '99. I think. Yeah, it took me. I auditioned for it every year. And then in 2002, somebody told me the difference between what was currently the Aspen Comedy Festival in uh, HBO. Yeah. Yeah. And Montreal, which was that the HBO Comedy Festival was a casting festival. 
and the Montreal Festival was a uh, treatment festival. Was a sitcom festival. Sitcom festival. So I wrote. I specifically took seven minutes and built a a sitcom in that seven minutes. Yeah, and it was funny because my set That's smart. Right, it, it got me into Montreal and New Faces, and then for the first time ever, I saw Andy Kindler's State of the Industry, yeah. and he described every single sitcom, and and what my sitcom would have been from that set list. It was the year that everybody moved in with their parents. People right. moved in with people in sitcoms. Right. There was like a it's a wacky odd coupley kind of thing, but it was generational, and that was my that was my pitch. Oh my god! So it was. Uh, so he kind of demolished your set in a way. In a way, in a way, I was just like, "Oh shit, that's uh, that is slightly that does seem," but it's it sold. It sold it. It got me to Montreal one time. Did you get a deal out of it? No, no, no. I've it didn't never sell, sell. Had a deal. I've never had a deal. I don't. I don't. You know. You what? and I are the only female <laughs> comics who never had a deal. I don't think that's I'm not true. Kid- I'm not serious. I met some comics in New York. I'm like. You had a deal? <laughs> what the fuck? You don't have a joke. How oh, do you wow. have a deal? Well, sometimes is, some people have a the, nice ass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, that uh, helps. That'll help. Um, no, I did. Uh, I did new or faces. Or they're wacky. Maybe they're shouty and wiggly. Yeah. Have you some... ever thought about moving into the shouty and wiggly part of stand-up comedy? <laughs> it would hurt my hip too much to wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So I did new faces. And then... Um, so I, after I after new faces after I met an agent right she's like you gotta sure. move to New York oh and uh, <laughs> and that's all he, so I I go so I'm like that's great and then a couple days later I run into somebody and she's like well how's Montreal going and and I, but I thought this agent was kooky so I was so uh, I was like oh, I met this agent and she goes yeah it's me and I was like oh I was like, about oh my to god slam that's her. right. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, she she ended up being like a soap opera agent. Yeah. She's kind of comically, famously comically kooky. But she does well in her, she just, she moved away from stand-up. Right, in her, in her but, milieu. Yes, yes, yes. But, um, yeah, she's famously would tell female comics to wear more rouge. <laughs> <laughs> wow, rouge, Yeah, it was guys. great. Rouge, not even blush. Rouge. I got told um, to move to L.A. at Aspen in 96, which is why I moved to L.A. And so we all see how well that worked out, you guys. Come on. Well, it you worked know, out. someone's got to tell you something. Yeah, you can't stay. You, once you go to one of the festivals, you got to go someplace. Yeah. At least and back did you then. get? Did you get booked to Montreal, out of um, San Francisco? Yeah. And then did you move to New York? Then I moved to New York. Oh, there you go. Yes. So it worked. Yeah, it did work. Yeah. And then I was, and then I did Montreal Masters. I did Masters. Okay. Um, when I was pregnant with my son, so I was like, Did you do stand up comedy when you were pregnant? Can you believe it? <laughs> Were you the first woman <laughs> to do stand-up no. comedy? Right. No. <laughs> Wait, were you visibly pregnant on t- on the? T- is, isn't that one where they you do a gala and then you're on TV? Or I, did I you- didn't do the gala. They've never oh. asked me to do the gala. I've oh, okay. just done the unpaid performance. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic Kill Martin move. <laughs> it is you're classic like- Kill Martin. <laughs> Keep me away from that money. Exactly. What am I yeah. going to do with it? But I Pay did, a bill? I did masters with uh, Cat Williams was one of the other masters. You know, I had never heard of him. And no, then this I just heard of him. Prince looking guy <laughs> walks in. Right. On yeah. very tall shoes. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. it was fun. Um, oh, good. But I never got anything from either Montreal's. Nope. And it, besides move to New York. 
I did Aspen too. Mm-hmm. Um, very like I always get everything after it's become no. When people, it's done, the industry's done with it. Right. Then they'll have me. I did it before the industry cared. <laughs> I did it the it second like year. One sweet year. When... Yeah. The first year, at least the line gang was booking it. Yeah. And so uh, the second year, she booked me. The third year, it was all if you had management. Wow. And so I yeah. did not have management, but I did move here and uh, get a day job. So, uh, you know, it did work. And, and I had never I been I got to a day job when I moved to New York, you know? Yeah. I, I've, been, I've been on the road for 10 years. Yeah. No day job. You were a code monkey. Yeah. You and your HTML. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I did Aspen. So here's the, this is, I can't verify this, <laughs> but I was told this by my then manager. Okay. That, uh, that I, I, uh, I had an HBO half hour. Like I was like in the mix. Yeah. Cause they wanted a woman. Yeah. And then I did a set at, you know, there was one room, it was like Tuesday at 11 o'clock. Yeah. And it, it was, I don't, it was the room where you're in the corner and the audience is kind of like in a pit below you a little bit. Okay. Do you remember that venue at all? No. Um, but that's, I've it's seen It's an venues. awful venue. Yeah. And people in Aspen are awful people. I mean, <laughs> they're first family. The sets, Mom, dad, and the kids. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. For they're girls. all ski people. Yeah. And they're awful. They're, I mean, a lot of comics complain. And I, and I ate it so hard in front of this audience. And my manager said the guy that booked the specials was at that show and was like, oh, no. You know and what? And then it went to somebody else. That's the, what I was told. It is a problem. I don't know if that's true. Right. There's a problem with some of those industry sets where, where someone who works in the industry sees a set and they're like, you're going to be a star. And then they see a different set and they're like, Oh, no, you're not. And right. uh, like immediately because it, it's a different set. As, uh, the mistake I made when I went to Aspen is that I was so it was my first industry thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I was so nervous about the, the set that I rehearsed it. I, I did it in Minneapolis over 50 times. Oh, my God. Can you oh say the God. word wooden? The bits wow. were Dead. They were done. They were they were tinder. They were flammable wow. in the fact that too there was much. it was too much. And there was no because because yeah. often what people like about you, like you were so hard on your jokes. And what they like is the little you that sneaks out between your jokes. That's it. They're that, looking for the per- and especially you forgot Aspen's to control for, for two seconds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing with Aspen is that I'm not good at altitude. So uh, um, I was, I, I believe I was also drunk, but I mean, the problem <laughs> is, is I was drinking and I was, and there was altitude yeah. and they were like, oh, you shouldn't drink. And I was like, oh, then I won't. Mm. Uh, and then it was free. And yeah. so I drank some more and then <laughs> I'm not a good drinker. You guys, there's not a lot of moderation. So, but the, but uh, you can over practice a set. And that's what I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm thoroughly of the belief that, you know, before you go and do a set on television, you should go bomb someplace. Oh, with that set? No. Or, just fucking. Uh, oh, just go. Have, ha- have your last memory be that kind of panicky, <laughs> dead, like that feeling. Oh, when my God. I could... Something isn't working. Yeah, that because would not work for me. Then what, here's what I, I feel okay. like. Then you go to your if. if you know when someone you show up and they're like, "Oh, it's a great crowd," and you're like, "Oh, uh, well." And then you got up on stage your first show, 
doesn't destroy it just as well, you're like, oh, they're not a great crowd, or I or I'm not a good comic because this guy said they're a great crowd and they're only being okay with me. Like you get in your head, but if you're told they suck, yeah, you're like, oh, really? Maybe they suck for you. <laughs> Uh, the master's here. Excuse me. Oh, my God. It changes your point of view to the audience. And it, your whole half of your success is based on your, your stance, how you feel about yourself right then. I have exactly the opposite. But wait, I'm going to die. Okay. Yeah, please. So I think for me, going into a TV set, if my last memory was this didn't go the way I wanted it to, then I'm like, all my senses are alive. I'm like, I've got a, I've got, a, this is not. Is this not a given? It's not a given that I'm going to kill. I have to give. I have to be a hundred percent paying attention to everything. I have to be in the moment completely. Okay. Like I'm. I'm. I. It's like a reminder. Like you can still bomb. Okay. You can, so go to an open mic, and just bomb a little bit. Just yeah. remind yourself you can still bomb. Okay. And then, if the crowd sucks, yeah, you're not. There's. You want to not have that panicked look. You know, have you ever done a TV set where the crowd sucked and it's not going to go well? Yeah. Okay. It's, you can tell the comics has a shocked look on their face. Yeah. uh, First they thought, oh, this is going to be my dream come true. I finally get this thing. I can show every, tell everyone to watch the show tonight. And then the first joke and they're like, oh, it's not happening. And they, they look, they're in despair Mm -hmm. and they recover quickly, but you see it for a second. Yeah. You could totally see it. I think that if you go in there prepared for the worst and the worst happens, (laughs) you're okay. Oh, that doesn't, you will not have that look of despair. You'll just be like, and they don't have to edit around it. (laughs) Well, they won't edit around it. No, they won't. They'll just show it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then when they're, if you go out there going, this is going to be, this could be grueling Mm -hmm. and, it's not you're you're an angel dancing on a cloud it's fucking amazing okay that's what i think yeah i i don't like it when someone comes off stage and they're like man they suck there's a guy in the fourth row who's an idiot because that then that's what's playing in my head right i'm like oh well it's not gonna go well and uh and so i tend to go then when I get on stage, I get super aggressive oh. immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah, As yeah. opposed to kicking back and not caring. If somebody says to me, the audience is great, they're going to love you. Well, good to know that I'm just going to go out and do my set, it turns out. Yeah. Because uh, they're a great audience and they're going to love me. <laughs> so that's my... How do you know that person's not setting you up for failure? Uh, I never assume people are setting me up for failure. You and I it's, are so different. We are very different comics. It's fascinating, quite honestly. It's uh, it's a, it's an interesting... I assume it's all a trick. Do you know that I once accident, accidentally walked and then didn't work Christmas at Acme for six years? Uh, because wow, yeah, he still booked me. Lewis still booked me at Acme, yeah. my home club, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, but um, I was headlining a uh, week before Christmas. Corporates, just the place was packed with Christmas parties, and Chad Daniels, I love him dearly. I could strangle yep. him this night, though. He gets off stage and he goes, "Man, there is such a." F- uh, there's a dick in the third row who won't shut up. He was talking all through the MC and he talked all during mine and he's the worst. He's just a, just an idiot. And he, and he's got to be kicked out. And I was like, he, he made fun of the end. He was talking during the MC too. And he goes, yeah, I don't understand why they haven't kicked him out. Well, 
that can't possibly be true. Acme kicks people out. But it's corporate, she said, right? It was corporate, so it's maybe it was harder. Yeah. So I get on stage. Maybe the guy talks. Maybe it was a different guy. I'm five minutes into my set, and I was like, no, we're not doing this. You're out of here. He's, he's attached to 52 other people. He was the boss. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, t- the two adjacent stories is the bartender. So the club back you up? Yeah. At the time? Yeah. But they didn't bring you back for no, six no. years? She, no, he, he totally backed me up. Oh, okay. Louis, that night, he was just like, hey, heard what happened. And I was like, oh, my God, I did not know. But here's, the, I mean, from a comedian standpoint, it was uh, f- another 40 minutes with like 50 Great people. Uh, no, with 50-person oh. hole in the audience. Because oh. it was in the first five minutes of my set. So I had to finish my headline set. You mean this... all 52 people walked out? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it was brutal. It was... Uh, it was uh, Did it was... you want to change your mind after... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> after oh, immediately. they all stood? Yeah. After, after he was like, well, we're getting out of here in the drunken boss voice. And then... People left, and then one of them, I guess, went to the, the or, or somebody went up to the bartender and said, wow, that comic just kicked a guy out for doing nothing. And this is what I love about comic uh, acne, because the bartender goes, yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, comics are constantly kicking people out of the out of the showroom for no reason. That's what uh, that's why they do stand up. You know, it's because the, they want to kick people out. That's the crowd why. is always to blame. <laughs> uh, well, so I so Lewis is like, Hey, so that was weird. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that was, I am so sorry. Did it cost a lot of money? He was like, yeah, yeah, it cost, it cost some money. And I was like, okay. Uh, so a year later or eight months later, I call for a week. And I was like, hey, I was hoping to come at Thanksgiving or Christmas, visit my brother and sister who live there. And he's like, yeah, I was thinking May. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah? He's like, are you booked all through that? He's like, Sure. Uh, I'm thinking May. <laughs> and um, so I hang up. And as I hang up, I realize why he's not booking me at yeah. corporate season. And I call back. I was like, Louis, I'll eat it for 45 minutes. I am so sorry. I'll, I'll keep it super clean. I'll do whatever you need to do. And he's like, no, I, don't worry about it. He said, don't, it's not a big deal. But let's just take a break. We'll get you here in May. <laughs> and then six years. And as of, I'm booked there New Year's Eve this year. Oh, neat. So uh, it is It is all stepped. I've, I've come closer and closer to getting to visit my family gonna, during the holidays. Now, New Year's Eve is the night you do want to kick out 52 people. Well, and New Year's Eve is not the night I necessarily ever want to do stand-up comedy. But, yeah, um, at least you're home. I, was, I, I like knowing if someone's trouble. I like yeah. it. Like, um, I, was at, I was at the stand a couple weeks ago, and I think there were some some of the... There were like guys talking a lot, yeah. and it turned out they were the New York Mets. <laughs> <laughs> and because I was appalled at how rude they were, and I wish I'd known. It's like, oh, it's athletes. All right, right. they're you know, I I would have right. just been. I'm not even going to try to take yeah. on the Mets stage. <laughs> So I, I just would have plowed through it because it's a short set. It's too bad you couldn't tell them. You know, Tommy Lee laughed at me. And so, <laughs> it hadn't happened yet. Yeah, I didn't I know. have my Tommy Lee credibility Right, yet. your Tommy Lee cred didn't happen. Wow. So did you talk to him? 
No. No, you just kind Tommy of... Tommy Lee or the Mets? The Mets. No, I, I just found out afterwards. But oh, okay. I, I like knowing because then when it happens, it's not like... Because there's always a first second of, um, am I going crazy? Are they ordering from the waitress? Or are they yeah. being... You know, like you're trying to identify... Right. Are they treating just... me like I'm a band? And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to f- figure out what the problem is. Yeah. So if I know ahead of time they're trouble, then I won't get psyched out. Or, you know, someone it's someone's just not laughing. You're, you're like, I... For me, I'm always like, I suck. It finally happened. Like, <laughs> like all my worst fears about right. myself came true. I'm not funny anymore. Oh. And then, you know, if you know, I, I, I find it helpful to know. And then if they don't turn out, I like to know the worst. You like to be pleasantly surprised. Yes. That's it. On That's stage it. and in life. In life, I like to prepare for the worst and then be pleasantly surprised. On stage, I like to prepare for the best and then be happy. <laughs> That's what I like. I to don't do. understand you. That must be the it's, Armenian in you. It's, uh, how do you how do you pronounce that word? Happy. Say it after <laughs> me. You can do it. And uh, um, Christian Carlson is suing Roger Ailes. You don't you know who Roger Ailes is right? He's the CEO of Fox News. Okay. Yep. Now I do. I remember now. Okay. Because yeah, I know his name. But I just didn't know who he and was. And he. Um, I mean, he, he just reminds me of a club owner who went another way, who went into, <laughs> into news, he went into news producing journalism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And so what's he being sued for? Sexual harassment. Oh, I bet. But he, like, six women have come forward from the 70s, the oh. 80s. And today, yes, it's like a radio today. station. Yeah, it's like a, it's it's Cosby, but it's it's you know, but, but, but people that are believing the women more now. Um, you know that uh, Cosby's up to 54, 54 women. Wow. Yeah. Jim Jeffries rounded up to 60. That's why I knew that. <laughs> That's weird that I knew that. It's because of Jim Jeffries rounded yeah. up. It's, hey, you want to do Comic of the Week? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Darlene Westgore. Darlene. Speaking of Minneapolis. Yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, Acme. It's uh yeah, Darlene Westgore, she's our age. She uh um was she won the first season of N- uh, Search Nick's, for the Funniest Mom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick at Knight's uh, Funniest Mom in America or yeah. whatever. It and was then called. she uh I think she and Carolifa wrote a pilot together. Yep. And you know She got a deal, that's right. Yeah. Um she's very funny. She's super funny. And she works hard. She's a hard yeah, she's yeah, she's, and, she's super funny. It's it's dark and smart and funny yeah. and awesome. Um, I, I worked on um, The Search for America's Funniest Mom 2. Uh-oh. <laughs> the second season that's of That's how you had to answer the phone. <laughs> Nick's Search for the... Yeah. Um, I, was, <laughs> I was a... Uh, uh, it was my first... Let's see. It was... Oh, I had... Okay, I went to Tough Crowd and then I, I did. I was on. For, okay, so I, I went from Tough Crowd to Ferguson. I worked okay. on the Late Show with Ferguson. Nice. Then I stupidly and got terrible advice from my team at the time. Right. Quit at, to work for Adam Carolla okay. on this show that he had on oh, Comedy weird. Central called Too Late, which was canceled yeah. pretty quickly or wasn't picked up again. That's how we say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. Wasn't renewed. Oh, there <laughs> that's you how, go. That's how a lot that's of those how, things go. That's how that's. So then, oh yeah. So I'm so I'm back in New York, and uh, uh, someone calls me about this thing, and it's just it's not really a writing job. It's like this reality producing job, and I I, don't, I it was nothing in my wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, and it's female comics that are moms, but some of them aren't really 
comics, you know, they're more oh. mom than comic. Oh, right. And then like Sherry Davey, who's like a, a comic, you know, and yeah. Darlene had won the year before. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got pregnant during that. Oh, during that how, six or eight weeks, how fortuitous! Because I think I was so angry at some of the comedy. <laughs> You're like, like, I will show oh, you I'll how show a, you mom what a mom comic. comic is. Oh, that's hilarious! Um, but but yeah, like I remember, um, just well, our Darlene was really funny. She won the previous season, so she was sort of like the model everyone was shooting for. But the the okay, I'm, I have to, I have to like massage this. Somehow? I have to yeah, okay, hide a few things. But somebody who may have won or did really well. Um, uh, flew in her entire family from another city for the finale. Again, it was uh, a co- as a competition, to, right? Right. So you get so that everyone's doing like eight minutes, and yep. she did at least twelve and didn't get the light because Nick, Nick, uh, the Nick at night or whatever they're called, Nick. Yeah. They don't, they're not a comedy network and they yeah. don't run comedy, so. You know, I'm like, hey, she went four minutes over and it's fucking unfair to Sherry Davey and right. all these other comics and no one's they, they don't care. They're like, they she don't did care. Great. And, and she, she did. And the thing is, and the audience loved her because the audience, the whole audience was her family. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. That, ma- that made me so mad. OK, so two things that I've seen that that packing the audience business uh, before. And it's. Yeah. It's it's a cheap shot, uh, comics. It's not cool. I get it. Uh, Why would you care about being cool? This is your opportunity to win Nick at Night Search for America's (laughs) Funniest Mom too. Right, and then but the going over the light, especially in showcases, it is shitty. But nobody ever cares if you're killing. True, right? Except the other comics. The other comics, and if it's a competition. If you're doing the difference between eight and twelve minutes, you can essentially re- you can reinvent the world. I mean, God created yeah, the earth in difference. four minutes of standard comedy, <laughs> so get it together. And so don't yeah, so you've got to respect the light. It's just weird. Yeah. Any but you know she didn't and she won. Yep, and she won or might have won. <laughs> what, yeah. What happened there? Hold on. <laughs> she did very well. Uh, she did very well. That's what happened. It's, uh, <laughs> nice, nice enough. Sure, perfectly. I'm sure that's. A, I mean, that's the whole thing of it. How are you gonna? Oh man, when are we done? Uh, another fifteen minutes. Yep. Oh my god! Right. So, talk to me briefly about oh, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm gonna go on at oh length? It's eleven forty-five on a Monday. Right. Okay. Oh, Christ. Um. What clubs, what were your favorite clubs in the 90s? <laughs> I'm just going for, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to come up with something. I'm going to make, I'm going to do basketball with the, with the water bottles. I've, I've, I've now drank so much water. I'm going to float away like, from here. Do we win anything for, <laughs> for this? Like, what are we doing? There's, I don't know. I'm tired. We're just making up shit to talk about. To people who probably fast forwarded to Marin's podcast at this point. Oh no, no! Somebody, somebody, skip Marin one and listen. One person listen to us first, you guys. That's the last time that dumb at dumb ever did that. <laughs> Dumbhead, watch your language. <laughs> banana head is the. Did you see somebody sent me a gif or a gif of a banana head? You playing Pokemon Go? Want to talk about that for fifteen? No, minutes? I don't. <laughs> Weren't you waiting? Weren't you waiting for it to 
<laughs> it's, oh my uh, God. Don't you think that we should stop killing black and brown people? How about that? You want to talk about that for a while? Well, what what other stance am I going to take on that one? <laughs> take a stand. You want don't you want to you want to be politically you know, correct like, about I this? I don't know how much I should fill my my feed with that stuff. Like I yeah. I retweet a lot of stuff I find. I think that's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Am I am I just tweeting to the choir of you know? <laughs> uh, maybe you know. I don't, but it, it it helps, right? Right. It amplifies it. Yes. Yeah. So and I think I think it's important. I don't know. I'm I'm where I'm hiding currently online is Snapchat. Yeah, that's where I'm hiding. I'm having the time of my life on Snapchat because there's faces. You can make faces. I can show you the 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 milkshade I, I, I bought the other night. I don't want to see it. You don't want to see it, but uh, I'm telling you, there's some funny stuff going on. Ron Funches in Am- Amsterdam. Yeah, was hilarious. His yeah. his his story of his morning, and then he got stoned. Hey guys, I don't know if you know this about Ron Funches. He's available if you want to blaze up. I don't want. I don't want more social media. Oh, that's true. I want less. Right. Well, Rory Scoville told me that he, uh, he quit Facebook. He just has a pro page. Does he? And, so he doesn't book any work through Facebook or anything. No, I think Rory's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think, but I guess I d- I'm asking because I sometimes get spots. And well, stuff you know, your Facebook. fan page can take messages. Yeah, but then you're not quitting it. You're still checking it. But you, but w- my personal page is full of personal nonsense that uh, that I have to. I had to actually cut it down. I was doing it, and this sounds crazyville, but I cut it down to three hours a day in Facebook. Oh my god! Yeah, that's Be- a lot. Yeah, because I'm constantly posting about shows and uh, and updating Dork Forest, the right. Ranger page, and then uh, doing my fan page. And granted, the three hours, it also, you know, I'd, I'd pop over to Twitter and, yeah. and Instagram and other nonsense and then come back to Facebook. But if I went on to Facebook, I either had to stay there for the hour or just ch- do, my, do my 10 minutes and get off and not come back until I was willing to check in three times a day. And, it's, and it really calmed me down because there was a lot, I was posting a lot of political stuff and there's... There's people that are that think that this is my first election <laughs> that I've never voted before that this I I might uh <laughs> I might have fallen for something maybe 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 I'm I'm I haven't thought something through and they want to let me know mm. that uh that I might have been taken for a buggy ride. Uh no. No. Um yeah, so I, I would like to cut it off completely but I'm scared to do it. It's yeah, like I'm scared I, to do all kinds. Of I things. don't. I don't like it. I, uh, I, I feel like I learn from some people's feeds that yeah. that come up, you know, and I get good links and to stories and stuff I hadn't heard of, or or, you know, like Janelle James posted yeah. some. Like I don't know if she's just like killing it lately, or she's just popping up on my feed more. But I mean. She's constantly in my Facebook feed, and it's really yeah. good stuff. And she was talking about all the stuff that's happened in Dallas and before that, and uh, just like things I hadn't yeah. considered, and how um, comics were like t- talking to each other privately, going, "Can I say this?" So I sound too angry and all that stuff. And I'm like, "Oh, that's that's it. I didn't. I that, that hadn't occurred to me." And so, like, I don't want to miss out on that perspective. Yeah. 
and I get that from other people too, you know, um, on different things. But uh, I know that when I was writing Shitty Mom and Mm -hmm. I I just deactivated my account, I got a lot more work done. I got a lot more writing. I accomplished something as opposed to writing tweets, which isn't really an accomplishment. Right. I appreciate them. I think we all do. I think we all appreciate the Lori Kilmartin uh, Twitter (laughs) Twitter account. It's pretty damn funny. But um, can you deactivate your Facebook page and not quit? Well, you can deactivate it and then come back to it. Okay. And then you still have everybody that you had. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Uh, if I do, I do I get enough work or enough uh, from a business I mean, keeping point up of a view. presence to yeah. people. There's bookers on Facebook. There's mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of TV people on base. I got. The job I got at Bonnie Hunt show because I was Facebook friends with the, one of the producers and I and I heard that they just got she got picked up and I said hey, you know I mean like yeah so it's helped me get work and stuff but yeah. it, it's, how much it, of it's, it's a business yeah but it like, can't take over Jesus my life Christ, and, it does you it, know and so many yeah just, I regret not having one of those like a fake name yeah where it's just the three hundred people. Right. Just, you know, because then, then I'll be invited to all the parties I wanted to be invited to. And um, and then you could message my my fan page, and then I'll tell you to email me anyway. <laughs> so, uh, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to fix the internet, the amount of internet that I'm consuming. I know. And how many, I think, how many jokes am I actually putting on Twitter? There's, you know, I put some political stuff up that doesn't make the show cut, yeah and that's fine i can get rid of it you know yeah but you know it's burnable it's burnable it's yeah it's yeah. like if i don't post it now it's gonna be dead in a week so I might as well get rid of it yeah um but but am i you know are there a lot of ideas that i just tweeted and then kind of forgot about because like you know i got oh i got 40 likes on that one done and then it's like well if that had gone on my notebook instead or also <laughs> also and i had <laughs> you know developed into something else I, I i don't know how much am i just tossing away eddie pepitone printed out all of his tweets yeah did you see that that when he was doing uh, he was doing sets with them in his hands yeah and he didn't reference them or anything. He would just carry them on stage and go, these are my tweets. <laughs> these are my tweets. And he actually went through all of his tweets and went through and found jokes. Or I think he hired somebody. Gee. So I think, or he got an intern or I don't know what he did. Yeah. So it, was a, it was the golden age of interns, I think. It was right. before, before people were like, wait, this seems like a lot of work for no money. But uh, who knows? But it was, I think you are missing some comedy gold. You should definitely write it in your... Notebook. Yeah, I know. But I should listen to my sets after I record them. So. Should, should, should. Yep. What Fuck, I, I should do? do that too. I mean, I get on good runs where I listen and then yeah. I just, I don't want to hear myself and I don't want to, I don't want to think about my set till I'm at the club. You know, I don't want right. to be, God, I'm, I don't want to be diligent all the time. <laughs> Ugh. I know. It's, I feel it's like boring. I'm hitting my head against the right door, but my head still hurts. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm going in the right direction. But I'm exhausted and I'm, I'm like, yeah. and I'm just tired. That's all. So what are you going to do? Stop doing stand-up comedy? Seems like not an option. Not for you. You stop for two days and look at you. I know. You're look at wreck. me. I'm a wreck. I'm a wreck, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do we have? Eight? Eight minutes? Uh, you're at 54. You can call if you want. Let's, right. No, let's do the full hour. Let's do the full we hour. We went short on the first show. What? 
I say hold forth. Pick. Hold on. Wait. I was going to tell you. Okay. There's no way to clean this up, right? Wait. You know what? Okay. So what I was thinking with Gretchen Carlson. Yeah. Like she probably got her job at Fox News because she was attractive to Roger Ailes. Okay. How many. I know that happens in comedy. Right. You know, where you didn't well, get a job. Well, who doesn't want to book this? This is, this is I, get, I get work. Just people go, oh, yeah. Yeah, I want Cation. Cation. I want to tap there, that. I think there's a lot of female comics that don't get jobs because they're not attractive to the booker or the producer. or it, You know, and it's right. not about how funny you are. Right. And, but no one ever tells you that. You know, even, even if the person isn't trying to fuck you. Right. You know, but they just... They're just not they attracted l- to you. They're like, no, no, oh, they're well- attracted, but I'm, they're not going to try to fuck you. But they do. They want to look at you. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just saying for, you know, what? Uh, that's a different problem for that comic who got picked. But for everybody else who's like, I thought I had a good set. I thought I was funny. Why? Why not me? Like, yeah. All, I'm just saying, like, all these fucking other things come into play that we forget about. Yeah. And we can't prove, you know? Yeah. You can't prove it, and there's no, there's there's no way to do anything about it except for when you are actually attacked, and then you can say, "Oh, I was actually attacked," and call the cops. Well, look and- at the okay. So Chelsea Handler, right? Okay, all right. So she, the head of the network, that she had a late night show. They started dating. Okay. After, I think after she got the show, she got the show, and then but they started dating. How, you know, and. and she, I like it's weird. Like I'm not a fan of hers, but I think she does a really good job at what she does. Yeah, she's really good at at, at what, what she does. It's yes. all pop culture, though. Yes, and I don't yeah. know anything about it. Yeah, and um, so, but I'm saying, like, did she get that opportunity because he's like, oh, I gotta fuck her, and huh. well, she happens to be also very good at what she does and i think she works really hard and stuff and i'm not she's never had me on her show and i don't think she likes me so i get nothing from complimenting her (laughs) this this is all actual compliments on her competence right but But, okay but what about But you get to bring her up in in a a relatively negative way and then you that's not hurting your career what's happening here i can't bring up susan provenant i'm not saying hey jesse (laughs) fuck me chelsea i know i'm saying i'm saying if did that that helped her get her late night show well, that what, what, the head of the network wanted help, to fuck her or did it help her keep her late show because didn't they date for years or are they still going i don't out? know What's i mean happening? i think her show did pretty well right from the start okay and so. she might have been but but then is that just a larger thing of Wow, she's hot. Someone's got to do something it's with so her. It's so impossible to define. It is, and it's sexism really. It's like it's like pornography. You know it when you see it, and there's no I don't way even to think you know it when you see it though. You well, you can't press charges when you see it because it has to be more overt. You can't press charges against somebody who's hiring somebody because they like the way they look better right. than you when you're when you're both comics. You know. Well, and you can't because think about the other way too is that. Men who get booked by that same uh, booker mm-hmm. because they were uh, they played golf or right. they or, or they they, or they s- hang out or they party they or snort they, it yeah, yeah 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 there's yeah, some yeah. you know there's so many different factors yes, that you're just like, all that stuff well I guess uh, maybe if he wanted to sleep with me but he doesn't want to sleep with me so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get that booking 
maybe if I played golf. Wait, do you want to play golf? <laughs> and uh, or maybe if I partied more, or maybe if I like sushi because that guy likes sushi, or mm-hmm. you know, I played Magic the Gathering, uh, which is a card game, and I learned it in the early '90s because the Booker played it. Turns out I don't mind a game, so it was fine. Yeah, but that's why I learned it. I learned it so that I could play with Greg, who booked Acme at the time. And uh, had a fun time, but... You whore. I'm a whore. I whored myself out for Magic the Gathering, you guys. But uh, also got some super rare, so you got super rare cards. Gave I don't them know. to my nephew, he threw them away. I don't want to seem like I... Don't Did care? it seem like no. I maligned her? No. I'm well, just I don't want to see that I'm... Just, I, I, I was just thinking when Gretchen Carlson came out, I was like, well, how many fucking female journalists interviewed a Fox News, but Roger... Because he's like, oh, I like her legs. He's yeah. a leg man. Roger Ailes didn't... Like you your legs. That? Is that in the article? Yeah. Okay. So that's why they didn't get hired. <laughs> so, okay. That's about what he, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what yeah it's he, about yeah. him. Okay. And uh, and how many times that I, was, I think that happens in female comics too, where you're like, you think it's you. You yeah. think it's your fault. You think you that think, it's. You know, and it's, and it's beyond, you know. It's beyond your control anyway. Right? Yeah, of course. I mean, there's there's this whole thing where you're like. Well, I guess the only thing I can work on is being funny enough so that I I get to work everywhere. And, and then the- if you are funny enough and you're equal parts funny enough, someone else might get picked because of other factors. And then you're like, Jesus, what that's, happened? That's what drove me crazy when I realized that was going to happen in comedy, too. Like, I um, thought, I thought, oh, com- comedy has to be based on merit. It has to be based on how funny you are. That must have been super disappointing. It was <laughs> devastating, Jackie. It was devastating. Ah, uh, that'll, that'll, that'll burn. That'll burn when you find out that there's injustice <laughs> in the comedy field as opposed to in the plumbing field. Yes. I think there's injustice in all of it, and we're all... It's just, it'd be nice if it were fair, but in some cases, there's, I'm just throwing You don't have now. to wrap it up. Why, why all of a sudden we got to wrap it up like it's the end of 60 minutes? You're throwing bottles. It's midnight on a fucking Monday. I didn't read a book to my kid tonight so I could do this <laughs> podcast. He can read now though, right? He likes to nestle up in my bosom. <laughs> He likes. He's a. He's a. He's a good kid, and you like to bond with him before bed. Mm-hmm. So go wake him up. <laughs> wake him up and say we're we're doing it now. We're reading. We're reading Wilder. Okay, can we go now? Yeah. <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com. dot <laughs> com.